Welcome to The Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. I think I'm in my 15th year now on Voice America, which I'm very proud of. Um, We have a great lineup for you today. In our first half hour, we're talking about moving, but we're talking about moving as in moving your home, your location, from the child's perspective. We get so caught up in moving, we don't always think of the children, and this is a wonderful book. My guest is Julie Etter. And her book is Lily and Andrew Are Moving. And Julie Etter is a real estate professional. And her genuine care and concern for clients is really, really there and really shown in this book. And she's a former teacher. She understands children. And this book is really a must read for children who want to be more stress-free. I mean, moving is always going to have a stress. But it's really wonderful. And again, Julie Etter is a professional, national award-winning realtor. And she has a BA in psychology and taught middle school for a few years. So this really supports her vision of helping the entire family in a move. And it's allowed her two passions of family and real estate to collide in a very resourceful way. And you can log on to treehousebuddies.com. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Good. You know, it seems as many children are upset by move. I know my daughter was when she was little. Um, explain why and maybe some of the things we can start to do to help our children. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we, we could talk about all different kinds of unique scenarios, right, as, as to why a children uh, might be upset, or whether it's a positive or a negative move for the family. But, you know, what it all comes down to is it's an unknown for them. And, and the unknown is scary for children and adults, but the big thing I see is the, the children, for very logical reasons, I should preface, I have two young boys myself, so I, I can understand that logistically it's often so much easier and you're better able to focus on the homes you're looking at and the paperwork and whatnot if the, if the children aren't there for, you know, a lot of the visits or the inspections or things like that, but... Through all of that, the kids know a move is going on. They know that their house is being packed up and they know they're moving, but they're not involved in the process. So not only is it anxiety-producing because they're moving in general and, and stripping away the comforts of the home that they know, they know nothing about the place that they're going. Mm-hmm. And this book Usually, is written you know, as a children's book, right? I mean, it's yes. got beautiful illustrations, color illustrations done by your husband. So Correct. it's really yeah. a family affair. And it's, it's really um, well-written, it's easy, it's easy to read to the children, and it's not just a book, it also has stickers in the back that the children can use. Talk about that. Yeah, so basically, you know, we talk about the anxieties, one of those being uh, is their stuff, right? So, you know, logically for adults, we, we know that when the movers come, we're a little worried they might drop something or lose something, whatever, but, but kids... They have that general worry without an understanding of, of how to work through that. So the, the idea is that the stickers allow the children to participate in an action item. So the theory is that every family member would get their own color sticker, right? So if, um, you know, if, if I was moving and I had the color red, I would put a red sticker on all of my boxes. 
Then very symbolically, at the final walkthrough, the recommendation is, you know, typically families do a final walkthrough right before they sign on the dotted line. And you take that red sticker and you put it on the doorway of, of who's, you know, whose stuff is red. Oh, that's great. And it's, it's a simple organizational tool, but it's, mm-hmm. it's meant to show the kids, hey, listen, this is how everybody knows where your room is, and this is how we'll make sure that your mm-hmm. treasured belongings will make it here with you. And, you, you know, it's, it's obviously intended for children. I've had adults who don't have kids take this book and use those <laughs> as the for same themselves. organizational tool. Right. Right. What, right. what would you say, Julie, are the most common mistakes that a parent makes when it comes to moving, to kids moving and the whole process? Uh, you know, I, I would say it's it's a total lack of involvement. Um, and again, I, you know, as parents and adults, we can all realize how that would be, quote, you know, quote, unquote, more convenient. But at the same token, the biggest thing that I've found is, you know, there's general anxieties, but oftentimes there's anxieties that kids have that we can fix, right? I mean, I, I could tell you story upon story of the child who, you know, was, was so upset to leave her purple room. Well, guess what? For less than $50 in two hours, we gave her a purple room before she moved in, you know? Um, things like that of, oh, you know, I love my swing set in my own yard. And, and understanding those things that seemingly are so simple, once we hear them, gives us the information to counteract or, or you know, provide them with information of their new home that those things can still be there. You know, I'm not suggesting they're all, always so simple, but very often they are, and that can be a very well, great way for, to help the parent. I think what's interesting, too, is in today's world, I mean, when I was younger, the kids that moved around a lot were usually kids in the military. You know, you'd hear that. I hear that from friends my age that say, well, we moved around a lot, but my dad was in the military. Today, it's very different. Kids move a lot today. Explain the differences. Yeah, so, I mean, this, this book is intended with, again, a positive move. And, and let me tell you how the book came about, and I, I think it sort of really encompasses what's going on with the kids. I mean, yes, they're moving for uh, relocation, death, divorce, bigger house, smaller house, financial reasons. Uh, on average, families move every seven years, okay? But if you take that as a national average... And we know statistically and stereotypically baby boomers have been in their houses for a lot longer. So if you, if you take a, a population that's you know, been in their house for 20 years, 25 years, well, obviously, to get the average of seven, we've got people moving every few, you know, and that's often of, of corporate relocation. But, you know, I had, this book was born based on uh, a, a family I had as clients and friends that they were moving from a small condo to a home in a phenomenal neighborhood. In their same town, everything about the move from the outside looking in was very positive. And each day after school, the mom would drive the little girl around, around the new neighborhood just prior to them, you know, moving and say, this is going to be your new house, our new neighborhood, really just trying to get her excited and familiar. Right before they went to move, you know, a few days before closing, the little girl had an absolute meltdown. She didn't want to move here. There's monsters in this neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it was seemingly out of character for her, but the, you know, the mom reached out to me and said, do you have any experience with this? Do you have any suggestions? And at this point, you know, I'd, I'd had a good relationship with her, and I said, well, geez, I'll, I'm going to find a book about it and come and sit with her and talk to her about it and read this story. And what I found was that there were very, very few books on the subject. So clearly there was a need there. Out of a need. But, absolutely. But the, the aha moment was once we started talking to her about it, this was the last week of October. 
So as she drove around that neighborhood, the little girl, all she saw was monsters and other Halloween decorations. Right, so she was conceptualizing and taking in something that we we take for granted and even think about. And once she verbalized it, well, of course, it was so straightforward to be able to talk her through it and help understand it. But that's the big thing is understanding what their issues are because sometimes they're they're taking in things we're not even aware of, and that's that's the goal of it. You know, it's not it's not a suggestion that every page is just going to be a simple fix, but it does offer the framework to have the conversations with your kids for what are the things that are bugging them? You know, what are the things they're excited about? Just so you can use that as fuel when you're talking about this move. Hmm. It's very interesting. I want to read a a page I just came to because I'd like you to talk about this whole piece. A couple of sentences. Lily and Andrew and mom and dad walk slowly through the house. Their footsteps were echoing the empty rooms. In the dining room, they remembered when Nana and Papa came for Thanksgiving and there was a big snowstorm and the power went out and they had to eat sandwiches in front of the fireplace. Goodbye, dining room, they all said. So let's look at that. You know, here's the child and that's the memory they have of that room of their grandparents. Now that's gone. How do you, what would you say to the parent when, you know, the child may feel that's a loss? I don't want to leave that dining room. That's where I was with my grandparents. Right, right. I, I'd say embrace it. You know, so often it's, it's, it's frankly just not talked about. So, yeah, you embrace right. it. You do say goodbye. But what about that dining room can we take to create in the next one? You right. know, is there anything about the physical space that we, we could emulate in the next one? You know, and, and obviously encouraging them to, a lot of times when kids move, they think that all of, you know, that those traditions can't happen anymore because you're in a new building. Right. And right. They don't have that, right, they kind of don't have the spatial or the, you know, the background that we have to know it's all new to them, right? They haven't experienced this exactly. before. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, as adults, we're having those same emotions, you know, even though yeah. we know we can create new memories, of course, it's a home. But, yeah. you know, I think embracing it and coping with it together as a family is really the key. Instead of just saying, okay, here's the moving truck and the kids are going to show up and, and just be okay with it. And, you know, mm-hmm. all of this being said, you know, I, I joke with clients very often, but I'm very serious and I'm saying it. Once you're there and get settled, the kids are more resilient than the adults. But it's, mm-hmm. it's the process of getting there and identifying what can you bring with you to make the transition yeah. more positive. Because, again... Several times, moves are surrounded with things that are not positive, you know, so the move in itself is anxiety-producing, never mind what else is going on with the family. Do you find that this is good for your real estate clients for the, for the, with small children? Do you offer the book to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, it's just really identifying, listen, the whole family's moving. It's not just mom or dad's job transfer or the exactly. need for a new house, you know, a bigger exactly. house. The whole family's moving. And, and let's face it, as parents, if, if the kids are stressed out and, and having a tough time, that, that's going to put more stress on the parents who, at this point, you know, moving is a full-time job. Never mind already having, you know, jobs and life and soccer practice and groceries and all of that. Now add this extra layer, you know, or task onto the parents and then again add stressed out children, if there's anything we can do to minimize any of that, it, it's just a goal to make it a, a positive experience, as, as positive as possible 
for everybody involved. That's wonderful. All right. And uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about how to use this book because it's very original in that it has stickers, emojis, and colored stickers in the back. And there's a way that you can use this book with your children so that it's, it's a family project. And I think, Julie, the main thing that you said here is really work together with your children, really talk about it. You really discuss it and let their emotions come out and, you know, right. allow them to really express their emotions. Right. And, you know, oftentimes we're, we're looking to have the answers, but a conversation with them will help us identify what those are. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you have the background of both being a real estate broker and a teacher. So you really, yes. you know, you really have, have been in both worlds, which is wonderful. And how can people get the book? Uh, they can go to treehousebuddies.com. Okay, treehousebuddies.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Julie Etter, E-T-T-E-R, about her lovely new book, Lily and Andrew Are Moving, and it's illustrated by her husband, Tim Etter. And uh, we'll be back with Julie right after the break, right here on The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. We live in perilous times on a beautiful yet fragile planet. As a species, we are not doomed to self-destruct. We can live in peace and in love for one another. We can save this, our only home. We must mature. Open your mind. Soften your heart. Listen for the fate of humanity. Crucial conversations for our survival. With host Lauren N. Nile, tune in. The Fate of Humanity airs Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories, too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest is Julie Etter. And Julie is the author of this beautiful children's illustrated book that could be for adults, too, called Lillian Andrew Are Moving. Julie Etter is a professional national award-winning realtor, and she has a PS in psychology, and she taught middle school for a few years while focusing on focus groups specializing with children in transition. So teaching and working with children definitely supports her vision of focusing and supporting the entire family in a move. And it allows her to do her two passions of family and real estate in a very resourceful way. You can log on to treehousebuddies.com. And again, the name of the book is Lillian Andrew Moving. And it's a story about a family moving through Lillian Andrew's eyes and the family. And then there's some wonderful things in the back of the book. It's really, um, it's a book and it's a work in progress, meaning that you work with the book. It's not a workbook, but you're working with the book. So welcome back, Julie. Explain how the book works. Should you explain that in your book? Sure. So, you know, the, the target age group for this book is three to eight, okay? And that's a target. However, uh, obviously different ages are going to use it differently. And I've, I've had children, you know, as old as, as 12 to 14 find benefit to it. And I've, I've had two-year-olds who didn't quite understand it, but, you know, every time they went to their new house, they had the book in hand. It was almost like their, their notebook or their, you know, their tangible representation. But, you know, I, I always say you can use the book how casually or intensively as you want. So throughout, there are emoji stickers, right, which, which show different emotions. And there are what, you know, uh, prompts that, that ask children how they're feeling at certain times. Um, so, now, Julie, where would you, hold on a minute, where would you put the emojis? I mean, and when would you put them and where would you put them? So throughout the book, at various pages in the bottom, there are questions that are sort of recap questions. You know, how did mm-hmm. this make you feel? Or, you know, what part of, of this move or, you know, what the children are going through would be scary for you? Things like that. And, you know, the thing is I tell people, you can sit and make it a bedtime story, and I have several clients who tell me that, that they've, they've used it more as a story. I have other clients who said they've, they've taken notes, you know, as a family throughout. So you can jump in however you want, but the goal really is that as you're reading, you're identifying emotions because as much as you're reacting to what's going on with the family in the book, it gives the children, you know, the opportunity to comment specifically on their particular move. And that's where, you know, we hope that the conversation would bring out different things they're feeling or thinking that we, we as parents may not have been aware of. Hmm. How did you come up with this story? Is it some of your own kids' responses? Is it other clients, you know, your real estate clients that tell you stories? How did you come up with the story? The story was, was really based off of, you know, what I mentioned earlier with the family who the little girl was moving, driving, you know, to throughout that neighborhood. And, you know, as, as I've said before, and, and we all realize, there are moves that are not positive. And this this family, it is a positive move. You know, they're, they're going to a, a bigger house. They've outgrown this one, and it's exciting. And, you know, there's not financial hardship or anything like that. But it goes to show that even in the most positive of experiences, there is still that stress and anxiety 
that you need to work through. So I would say it was really born from that family and then echoed with the experiences of, of several other families who were going through the same thing. The colors and the pictures, was that your designer or did you have a hand in that? I'd have to um, give that credit to my husband. <laughs> that was all mm. him. All of the aesthetics design was, was him. Mm. I love this. I'm reading a little bit from the book here. It says, the child says, I don't want to have my own room. I don't want to move, cries Andrew. I don't want anything to change, says Lily, kicking the couch. And Sophie the cat jumped down and ran off. Mom and Dad looked at each other. It's a big change, Mom said. Big changes are hard for everyone, Dad said. It's okay to have big feelings. I mean, that's, just take that alone. I mean, most parents don't say that to their kids. They don't. They, right. you know, they get, they're, they're not, they, and you have to be, I think, very grounded and very clear in yourself that you can allow your kids to be, to understand how they feel and to let them express it. Because many parents would say, oh, stop that. We'll be fine. Right? <laughs> right. Well, but that's, that's also too, if it's an open conversation about, you know, them being able to articulate what they're upset about. But oftentimes, the, the kid's fear and emotion from a move is not coming out from them openly talking about it. It's coming yeah. out by way of, you know, temper tantrums, mm-hmm. not being obedient that, that aren't as obvious. But, you know, what we also want to think, too, is as parents, we're also having mood changes and behavior changes because we're under a lot of stress. And we may mm-hmm. not be, you know, communicating mm-hmm. that directly to the kids either. So. You know, it's not meant to say, you know, that this book is going to psychologically analyze everyone, but it's going to say, you know what, there is a lot going on around us. Let's mm-hmm. let's sit down and be grounded as a family and embrace the conversation. Yeah. You know, instead of just trying to say, geez, after everything going on, now my kid's acting like this and misbehaving, which is another layer of stress, but getting to the root mm-hmm. of it and, and hoping to talk about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the book is not supposed to be all of the answers itself. It's supposed to help families identify what answers are going to work for them because obviously mm-hmm. what works for one family is not going to work for another. Right. But knowing what and you're open them with up. that. Right, and open them up to the possibility. Right? This, right. this book really kind of opens the question. Now, at the bottom, when I was reading that, it says stickers. How did you feel when you were told you were going to move? Now, if the child then took a sticker from the back of the book, would they put it on that page? Yes. Yep, they I take the, the sticker that represents their emotion and put it there. That's great. But now, they may go back, Julie, and read the book again later and not feel that way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, new things might come out, or they may have identified ways to, to deal with, you know, one of the things they were worried about. So now they could add another sticker. Absolutely. And then everybody can have their own, too. You know, um, some people are going to be very excited about the move. Some people are going to be very nervous. You know, typically when I talk to parents, I say, you know, how are the kids doing with the move? It's not one answer for the whole family. Everybody's got different different emotions going on for different aspects of different it. different ages, different ages of children react differently? Like, are the little ones more scared or not as scared as the older ones who may have developed more friends? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's, there's too many variables for the external circumstances to, to mm. restrict it for age because a lot becomes, I mean, I have people moving within the same town, but the kids are still changing schools. You know, right. I have other people who are moving a half hour away, but they're staying with their same group of friends in school. Mm-hmm. So it really depends how much of their life is changing. But, you know, 
neighborhoods. I mean, that's that's a big thing I, I see as being a reaction. You could be staying in the same, you know, school, and there's a comfort there. But if you have really good friends in the neighborhood, I mean, that's a day-to-day change. Even mm-hmm. if you can promise the kids you're still going to be friends and whatnot, those casual day-to-day after-school get-togethers, that changes. And that's really the fundamental normalcy that, that kids, you know, hold on to. Right. Right. So that's that's really the... It, and it's understanding that and, and being able to talk about it, too. Right. Or right. maybe Absolutely. bringing your friend, maybe bringing that friend from the neighborhood over to the new house. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, sure, sure. And, you know, a lot of parents try to em- embrace the move with something new they're going to get, whether it be a puppy or someone's moving from a main road to a cul-de-sac. You know, you get a new bike when you move. But something that helps them get excited about the other end and not just afraid of it. What would be your kind of your message to our listeners? If you were going to leave them with something, what would be your message? Yeah, my message would be, you know, you have to, as a parent, find the appropriate time to tell your kids when it's happening, right? Like when you're going to deliver the news. Because oftentimes you don't want to give them too much notice of something you don't have too much of a handle on yourself. But don't be afraid to embrace it with the kids. So, you know, and whenever I sit down and, and have a consultation with buyers, if the children are there, I ask the children to give me a list of what's important to them in the new house. And they're so excited to be a part of it. And so simply, they're ready mm. with their list. You know, and even if they hadn't thought about it, they can give you five quick things that are important to them. But again, that's now giving myself and their parents the opportunity to understand information that, you know, if they said what's important to me is a great yard for a swing set, I'd make a point to walk in the backyard before I walked in the house and say, where's the swing set going to go? And also to help the parents find a house with a nice yard. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, So. yeah, the take home is just, you know, know, no one knows your own kids better than the parents listening, but um, find different ways to identify what they're feeling. Because the biggest thing I found is even though there's so many things that we think we know they're feeling, oftentimes the biggest things for them are not, are not things that were top of mind for us. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. making sure that we're, we're reacting to what they need us to react to and not just what we believe should be the approach or really what's, what's bothering them. And, and okay. helping everyone identify coping mechanisms to make the whole process better. That's really wonderful. How can people find the book again? And again, this is a book that it's participatory. There's stickers in the back and you can write in the book and really use it. Tell people how they can find it again. Sure. They can go to uh, the website, which is www.treehousebuddies.com. Okay. All right. And if anybody wanted to write to you, do you can you, they do that on, um, on your website? Oh, absolutely. Yep. They can go right to my website, uh, which is julieetter.com, or they may feel free to email me directly, which is etterjulie at gmail.com. Okay. All right, Julie, it's been really wonderful to have you on the program. And again, the book is Lily and Andrew Are Moving by Julie Etter. And you can log on to, again, treehouse, uh, treehousebuddies.com. Thanks okay. so much, Julie, for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, stand on the line for a minute. All right, folks, okay. that wraps up this interview. We have a great interview coming up next. Stay tuned right here on The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back. 